Welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt to keep up with Lorelai and Rory's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls. I am Taylor, and I have been hosting this show now into its sixth season, and I still can't say pop culture references without <laughs> tripping over my words. You know, some things just take longer than six years to figure out. You know, it takes 27 days to build a habit. It takes... 10 years to host a podcast. Exactly. As the old saying goes. Yes. Too bad Gilmore <laughs> Girls only ran seven years. Yeah. We'll never get it. Um, My name's Kyla and welcome to season six. Whoop, whoop. Definitely a crazy season of Gilmore Girls, I would mm-hmm. say. Very tumultuous. Yeah. What do you think about this season, Taylor? I think... Season six obviously has some, mm, what's the right word? Non-fan favorite storylines. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. April. Yeah. However, we discussed this in season five. Season five is by far my least favorite season because it is just a slow descent for Rory mm-hmm. and it is just painful. But I think actually the new story angle like the separation between rory and lorelei really brings some new life to Mm. the um, setup of the show and really brings the characters into new places we've never seen them before which is pretty impressive for season six of a tv show that's had 20 something episodes every season so not that we don't have any valid complaints about season six i think as a Mm -hmm. collective group of people who enjoy the show i would pick season six over season five any day how about you yeah you know i am in my current watch through i'm just starting season six again so i'm and i like even just watching this past season season five like i liked and disliked things that I had previously disliked and liked. So I'm curious to see if I'll kind of feel a little differently. Because even like with different boyfriends, I'll feel differently on a different mm-hmm. watch through. So yeah, you know, I I think I like season six better than season five. And I even think I like season seven better than season six, though. And I know it's like, Ooh. Amy and Paladino didn't make season seven, but I don't know. We can get to this when we get to season seven, when we, I guess, are in 2023, Mm -hmm. but I also don't hate season seven. I'm not saying it doesn't have problems, uh, but I actually do think it gets into a rhythm, and we did have to watch the episode Secret Santa Stuff over the holidays Mm. with the monkey monkey (laughs) underpants monologue, and I truly cannot believe Amy Sherman Palladino did not write that because to me that is just a perfect Lorelai moment. Yeah, it really was. And honestly, I know this is getting ahead of ourselves. I didn't hate that Lorelai and Christopher finally got together because I felt like I needed to see that happen. I don't love the way it happened, but I think I also agree with you that it was an it, once again, an interesting character choice. Like you get to see mm-hmm. characters in a new situation and that you've never seen them before. And then, um, you know, I think part of you would always wonder, 
about yeah. her and Christopher. Yeah. So we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. But season six, really excited to get into it. Lots of awesome pop culture references coming up. Yes. So lots more TV shows this season. Get ready for that. Yeah. Kyla and I had like a little hour and a half retreat. It was, it was longer than that. Was it, it was a retreat? Maybe it was two hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where we just like planned a bunch of the season. And I am really excited to talk about some of these pop culture refs coming up. And the one we're talking about today, I had, I think, we'll talk about this. I learned a lot. I, mm -hmm. so we'll talk about this in a bit though. Yeah. All right. But, uh, we're talking about what is this season six episode one? That's pretty easy to remember. <laughs> and before we do that, do we want to talk about what we're wholeheartedly recommending? Of course. Felt pretty confident in my recommendation of. Well, I am going to just continue my theme that I've had for a couple months, which is. New movies and award season movies. I will get out of that, I promise, eventually. But tis the season, and it's one of my favorite seasons of the year. It makes January <laughs> and February bearable to me. So just going to shout out a few things. Belfast, Passing, Cyrano, Encanto, Tick, Tick, Boom, Being the Ricardos. I really enjoyed. We have talked about Lucy. Mm -hmm. So that is one if you guys enjoyed our episode about I Love Lucy or if you love Lucy, highly recommend. I also watched Being the Ricardos per your recommendation. Really enjoyed it. Loved how they set it up, which this is not really a spoiler, but it was a week of production. And so, yeah, there were flashbacks and things, but that was the format of the movie. And I thought that was really clever, a nice way to set it up and uh Encanto I have the song uh the pressure pressure as a dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> whoa uh yeah I really enjoyed that and I liked and I um haven't read your review yet but I did see a little teaser of it of don't look up mm. and I liked it it mean a little scary the commentary on yeah current day and of course it was parody so yeah things were more extreme but really interesting i personally liked the ending it just seemed like how it ne what needed to happen but the last scene was my favorite part mm. of the whole movie so mm. i will not spoil that for our listeners if you haven't seen it I didn't love Don't Look Up, but I felt like there were a lot of good things in there. And mm -hmm. I just wish it had been more focused on those things. Like, I have no qualms with Ariana Grande, but she was in this movie too much. <laughs> I was like, you are worth one good joke in this. And they made you do 10 jokes and a pretty mediocre song. Yeah, uh, my favorite bit was Jennifer Lawrence and the snacks. Yes, <laughs> that worked for me. I thought that was funny. Oh, I loved it. That felt very Amy Sherman Palladino. She likes a good bit to carry through, especially in Marvel's Mrs. Maisel. And 
loves characters to repeat things over and over again mm-hmm. and like be in a conversation where somebody says da 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 and the other person will say da 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 back like I'm doing a bad example but mm-hmm. love that yeah besides the movies I mentioned and don't look up is there anything else you wanted to recommend no I mean Encanto being the Ricardos there's tons of stuff right now on streaming so yeah I also realized I need to get back into documentaries. I watched the Mm. Elizabeth Holmes documentary on HBO Max, which there's not one but two movies coming out about Elizabeth Holmes. And I'm like, why two? One with Jennifer Lawrence and one with Amanda Seyfried. It's like, can't just one company make it? I had only heard about the Jennifer Lawrence one. And I had only heard about the Amanda Seyfried one. That's too funny. I what does that say I don't know (laughs) maybe it's you know what's funny is speaking of meteor movies it's like when Armageddon and Deep Impact both came out in 1998 maybe this is we're coming up on the year of Theranos documentaries maybe or I mean like ants and bugs life yes and by documentaries I mean narrative features yes (laughs) yeah oh and then I start I watched the Beanie Baby Ooh, is a documentary? That good? No, it's not. Oh. They they just focused on such few people and I didn't feel like I got a clear image of like what that was all about. I mean a little bit, but just not not as, as much as I was hoping. I don't know. So what you're saying is you and I and all our listeners are not gonna make zillions of dollars off the beanie babies that we still have saved in our basements? A hundred. I'm so glad my mom didn't go down the rabbit hole. I had a few Beanie Babies and then like eventually cut the tags off when (laughs) realized it was pointless. I liked them because they were toys. Yeah, yeah. I played with mine. Yeah, same. I still have one that was Bat and he has not had the tag on for many years. (laughs) Forgot he was a Beanie Baby. Well, there's no graceful transition from Beanie Babies to Gilmore Girls. We'll just do the little, you know, the little. (laughs) There we go. There's too many great movies. The burden is overwhelming. Sinking under the pressure. Well, speaking of Beanie Babies, let's talk about things that were big (laughs) in the 2000s, like Gilmore Girls. You're so good. (laughs) We are talking about Gilmore Girls 601, New and Improved Lorelei, which first aired September 13th. 2005 i like to think this is leading into our new and improved show i mean we're only going up (laughs) and the plot summary from imdb is luke answers lorelei's question do you remember what the question was i do luke will you marry me and i like your i do wink wink perfect (laughs) for a marriage proposal and as news of luke's reply leaks to the denizens of stars hollow look at that vocab there the untraditional proposal stirs up more talk than the answer itself richard and his lawyer go to bat for rory in court and her yacht incident but the judge is tougher than expected that's a pretty good summary yes i think the first time i watched this i felt really bad for rory Upon mm. rewatching the show, I'm really glad that judge gave her a hard time. Yeah, I think 
what felt unfair to Rory is that while she has many privileges, thanks to her grandparents, you know, going to Harvard or Yale. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yep. She was not raised in this super privileged Mm. atmosphere. She rode the bus to Chilton. You know, she did not have it as good as it looked like she did when she showed up with this high-priced lawyer and this fancy suit. And so I think the judge got an, an inaccurate image of who she was because Rory, you know, went to her grandparents for help, not her mom, which would have had a lot different of an mm. approach. So I think that was just kind of consequence for her actions. Not that she could have judged what the judge would have done because as we see in modern day court cases some judges really like those privileged kids and like to let them get off so anyways that's where i think the unfairness felt but it was still her bad decision making fair enough well and you know what i think i like that it happened less for her and more for richard and emily i kind of feel like richard Mm -hmm. and emily needed that reality check of their privilege and also just how much they think they can own the system and yeah you know realize what happened with rory is a big deal and not just the small matter they tried to make it but Mm -hmm. i would agree because by that point rory is remorseful and feels terrible about what she did so it's less about seeing rory get justice as much as like i think emily and richard need a reality check yeah and then he's gonna sue the lawyer (laughs) (laughs) that's where i'll get to sue charlie davenport (laughs) Uh. well (laughs) we are not directly talking about richard and emily well we are directly talking about emily we're talking less about richard and less about the rory situation but that is the setting for knowing why lorelei does not want to see emily in this scene when emily stops by lorelei's house Hello, won't you come in? All right, thank you. What are you doing here? I was sent to open the door like a servant. What? Where's Lorelai? I don't know. She doesn't keep the help informed. She's not here? No, I am here. I am here and not at the Dragonfly Inn, which I theoretically run when I'm not busy answering doors like Benson. Love a good Michelle moment. And this is our first Michelle reference, correct? Yes. First Michelle. I'm a little surprised it took this long, all of his mm-hmm. s- sarcastic comments. Uh, who did you think he was answering doors like? No idea. <laughs> I googled Benson TV show to start, and I was going to Google Benson movie if that didn't work. <laughs> so no clue. What about you? Also at zero. Before we decided to do this, I just happened to watch this episode with my mom. And I asked her who Benson was. And I was like, I have no clue. And she was like, I think da-da-da-da-da. And she had a vague memory. Her vague memory was right, by the way. We'll talk about it. But um, Nice job, Starla. Yeah. Even she was a little like, uh, I think it's this. She just had the advantage of being alive when Benson was on. Yeah. Benson is a TV show, as we've 
mentioned, and I recorded some on my parents' uh, Xfinity account to watch. Ooh. And <laughs> speaking of moms, and I was talking to my mom then later on the phone, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, but I, I recorded some of the show. And she was like, oh. And she had been sick the past couple of days. And she was like, oh, I watched some of the episodes. <laughs> and she was like, you're the one who recorded that. And I was like, yeah, I just forgot to mention it. And she was like, oh, well, I deleted them. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. Mom. She just didn't even think about who recorded it because she knew the show, liked the show, and saw it was available and watched the show. So anyways, my mom did know about this, but um, it wasn't like an absolute favorite show, but it was one that she watched a bit of. So you were able to find it on TV then? Mm-hmm. Okay. I had trouble. I do not have Xfinity. And the only place I could find it was Crackle, which is a one of those random free streaming services that sometimes when I can't find something anywhere else, it's randomly on Crackle, which is the case hmm. here. And they only had parts of season two and three. So I only watched episodes hmm. from season two and three. I am not sure what season you watched, but there were seven seasons total. So, we Well, I watched all season one, actually. So oh, okay. We've got a good mixture. There we go. Well, quick overview of Benson for people who are not familiar, which there's a very good chance you're not if you were born past 1986. Because Benson aired from 1979 to 1986 for about 156 episodes. It was a spinoff of the primetime series Soap, which uh, ran from 1977 to 1981. The short little description of that show is it's a soap opera-ish antics of two families, the Campbells and the Tates. And of note, Billy Crystal was a regular. So in this spinoff, Benson Dubois, who is played by Robert Guillaume, <laughs> spins off. He is a was the butler on Soap, and then he goes to become the governor's director of household affairs in an unnamed state. And then over the course of the series, he becomes state's budget director, the lieutenant governor, and then a candidate for governor. The... Cast includes Robert Guillaume, as I mentioned, who also played Rafiki in The Lion King, mm -hmm. notably. Uh, James Noble as the governor, Inga Swenson as the cook, Missy Gold as the governor's daughter. I might butcher this name, René Aubergeonat. I think it's French. He was the chief of staff. Didi Khan as the secretary and Ethan Phillips as the press secretary. There were a few people in and out. They did some cast changes here and there, but those mm -hmm. were the most number of episodes. A few notable guest stars, Art LaFleur, Gladys Knight, and the Pips, Tim Reed. And then there were not a lot of notable guest stars, but it did have Ted Danson and Jerry Seinfeld, which... Yeah. What? Yeah, Ted Danson married one of the main characters, and so then she left... And this okay. is Jerry Seinfeld's acting debut. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I have now seen his acting debut. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs>
Keep good cheer. Frankie's here. Frankie, what do you want? <laughs> I brought a letter over from Miss Krause, and I thought, since I was here, I... You'd pitch a few jokes to the governor. Frankie, sit down. <laughs> but Benson... Sit, 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 sit! <laughs> Frankie, let me tell you something. I like you. Now, that may come as a surprise to you. I know it does to me. You're a good messenger and a nice kid. I like everything about you except your jokes. But they're funny. They're not funny, Frankie. The governor is not going to hire you. He does not need jokes in his speeches. His speeches are jokes. Benson won two Emmys, including Best Actor in a Comedy for Robert Guillaume and Outstanding Technical Direction slash Electronic Camera Work slash Video Control for a Series. I love weird old category names. <laughs> wow. Uh, the show was nominated 15 other times, including Robert Guillaume being nominated four more times. And I just want to give a special shout out to Robert Guillaume for his Emmy history. He was the first black man to win Best Lead Actor in a Comedy. And he was also the fourth person in history to win Emmys for playing characters on two different shows. So he won it for playing the role on Soap and he won oh. it for playing it on Benson. And oh, cool. the first three people to do that were all from Mary Tyler Moore. So huh. we have talked about Ver Valerie Harper, Cloris Leachman, and Ed Asner. They also reprised their Mary Tyler Moore characters on their own spinoffs or other spinoffs. Vicki Lawrence has also done it from The Carol Burnett Show. Hmm. So she did it on Carol Burnett and then played the same character in a TV movie. And then more recently, Viola Davis did it because she played her How to Way Get Away with Murder character on Scandal. So it's a pretty exclusive club, and Robert Guillaume was one of the first people to do it, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Interesting just way to categorize people as doing spinoffs, because that's, again, something we've talked about that feels so rare now, but back in the day, yeah, did it all the time. I know. It just doesn't – maybe it's just because TV – is so segmented and fractured now. I guess there's Young mm -hmm. Sheldon, spinoff of The Big Bang Theory that's out mm -hmm. there. I mean, there's Sabrina and Riverdale, which you have watched, which are kind of related. Yeah, but they're not... Sabrina appeared on her own show, I think, before she appeared on Riverdale. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't yeah, happen I can't as think often. Of any. Just lots of remakes. True. Yes. All right. So tell me about the episodes you watched, Kyla. Well, I suppose it makes sense that I would start because I started in season one. So I watched the pilot, and that shows Benson coming to the governor's mansion, and um, he's just there to help get things in order. The governor's wife has died. How did she die? By horses. Trampling? Nope. She was eaten because she was wearing sugar cubes. <laughs> so what? Turn it into a joke. <laughs> what? This was not addressed in any of the episodes I watched. His singleness yeah. was, but not that he lost his wife to a woe. Yeah. So that was... Interesting, but the governor, so kind of how the characters are, the governor is a dum-dum, 
And many people around the governor are uptight, except mm-hmm. for Morris. Ma- what's it, Maggie? Shoot, what's her name? Well, by the time I, well, wait a minute. Who are you thinking of? The one who Ted Danson marries, Marcy. Oh yes, I think that's the actress is Carolyn McWilliams, who I did not mention because she was only in the first two seasons, but. The secretary, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she was nice. She and Benson were friends. And Benson basically just like saves the day. So in this case, the governor was going to displace a bunch of beavers and his daughter was very upset about that. (laughs) And Benson came up with a plan to save all the beavers and make everybody happy and spend even less money. And Benson saves the day. And they were like, Benson, you should stay forever. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, that was <laughs> episode one. Episode two, they head out, uh, called Snowbound. They head out for a trip to a cabin in the woods. And uh, Benson didn't want to go because he's a little crotchety, but he is very lovable and very kind to other kind people. <laughs> um, he and Igna do not get along so well. There's, wait, that's the actress. Yeah, it? Inga Swinson is the actress. I, To be honest with you, I could not keep the character name straight. I just had to try when I was watching. I was like, okay, I can tell you do the cooking. That's what I was able to pick up on. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting snowed in. And they don't have any food. They just have, like, a couple of candy bars. And a couple ends up coming by. And the woman is pregnant. And, oh, she goes into labor. But good thing the governor has... We used to live on a farm and is able to (laughs) deliver the baby. And um, a funny bit in this episode was that they all kept tripping over this bear rug. (laughs) <laughs> and it was just, it worked for me. It was really funny. Again, it reminded me of Amy Sherman Palladino, just like the same bit over and over again. Well, I would like to mention that Inga Swinson's character name was Mitch, Miss Gretchen Wilhelmina Krause. She was mm, German yeah. and very German. Yeah, when when Igna could get the accent right, she... Krause was German. <laughs> but I don't know if you know, but she slipped in and out because that's not her true voice. Oh, I didn't notice one way or the other, but it, it is very exaggerated for sure. Yeah, yeah. I did want to mention several characters have amazing names. The governor's name is Governor Eugene Xavier Gatling. <laughs> and his chief of staff is Clayton Runnymede Endicott III. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, That reminds me of Soap, which we'll talk more about later and their naming. But I think that was carried over. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, all the episodes, at least in mine, like nothing really changes. So you can talk about some of yours (laughs) because I don't think it's going to affect mine. Well, I watched 203 Fool's Gold. And in this one, Benson and Krauss find a secret compartment in the fireplace that mentions a hidden treasure in Mm. the building in the governor's mansion and it sends everybody in a flurry of trying to (laughs) dig up this treasure 
I and love it. hilarity ensues. I watched 205 First Lady, and this is the one that I watched first, and I think is probably the best one I watched of all of them. In this one, long story short, the governor's daughter, Katie, thinks her dad is about to remarry, and she's having some feelings about that. She's like nine years old, maybe, mm-hmm. something around there. And at the same time, Benson is trying to plan and execute a dinner where they're trying to receive a very influential businessman who would be bringing a lot of jobs to their state. So there's a lot of pressure to get it right. And then this businessman is also a perfectionist and Mm -hmm. likes to arrive early And just all sorts of things go wrong. The air conditioning goes out. There's a guy who's supposed to build an ice sculpture. So the ice sculpture is going to melt without (laughs) the air conditioning. There's also a running bit about how he does ice. But he also does ice like cryogenics. So he has his father on ice. Who used to run the business. (laughs) Like that's a running joke where there's confusion about like. uh, About. If they're talking about his dad or if they're talking about the ice sculpture. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Katie is trying to process her feelings about her dad and trying to talk to Benson about it. But Benson is super busy with all these other things. So it is just a comedy of errors. And then, of course, like you were talking about, Benson is the one who pulls all the pieces together. He says, let's have Mm -hmm. a picnic outside because the air conditioning is broken. And... The guy, the business guy who's coming in is unimpressed and he doesn't plan to bring the jobs to the state because he's so unimpressed with how this function runs. Well, guess what? He, The company he runs is the company that makes the air conditioning unit. And so when Benson <gasps> oh, nice. says, we got a brand new air conditioning from, unit from you and it broke, then the guy is, oh. I guess I will be bringing jobs here. (laughs) So Benson once again saves the day. Nice. If I ran Trans Allied as sloppily as your governor runs a social event, I wouldn't have a company to move to this state. You're right, Mr. Whitley. Of course I'm right. An event like this shouldn't break down. It should run like a well-oiled machine. I hear you talking, Mr. Whitley. Trans Allied's reputation is built upon the customer's confidence that we can deliver the goods. Yes, sir. Deliver the goods. when we deliver those goods, they work. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, who cares how hard everybody worked to make this party a success? It's a shambles, and all because of one crummy air conditioner only a month old. A month old? Well, why didn't you get it repaired? Couldn't get the parts. Well, sir, you're right. Should have ordered a trans-allied air conditioner. Well, you did. Trans-allied is just one of ours. <laughs> he tried out to leak that to the press. Press, uh, uh, hold, hold on there a minute, Benson. Could prove embarrassing, huh? Uh, aren't you being a little bit unreasonable? I don't think so. Everybody worked very hard to make this a fine reception for you. But all we got from you and your air conditioner was a lot of hot air. Now, we can't do much about the air conditioner, but as for you... Lighten up. <laughs> well, I, I suppose I have been a little bit of a... Uh, uh... Take a word, it'll be right. (laughs) A couple other ones. I watched 217 Easy Kid Stuff. There's a young boy who Benson has a relationship with that kind of becomes a father figure for him because the, Mm -hmm. the boy's parents are not very present. But this kid's also kind of a troublemaker and breaks his arm, so they're 
There's a lot of humor that happens mm-hmm. around that. And then I also watched 320, The Party's Over, in which the governor is running for re-election as an independent. And much like an episode of Parks and Rec, where you think he lost, well, they do a recount, and it turns out he won. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> you can tell me what you think. The two shows I thought of while watching this were Parks and Rec, because it's a big ensemble cast around people doing government things, mm-hmm. and Full House, because <laughs> there were several <laughs> scenarios where dad had to sit down with daughter and talk about feelings, or mm. Benson had to sit down with somebody and talk about their feelings. Katie, don't you think if I were going to get married, I'd have told you myself? Instead of waiting for you to find it out someplace else? Then you're not going to marry Lily? No. Because you love me more? Well, honey, it's not a contest. The day may come when there is another woman in my life. I may even marry her. You love her? I expect so. Not the type to marry for money. (laughs) But, sweetheart, it won't change how I feel about you. I mean, what if you were to marry, uh... What is his name? With the freckles? Roger? Roger, right. Roger. What if you decided to marry Roger? Daddy, Roger's a creep. You may change your mind. And what if you did? And you love him. Would you still love me? Sure. You mean you'd love both of us at the same time? Yeah. They're different kinds of love, right? Right. Honey, no matter what happens, I will always love you just as much as I do today. And I'll always love you. I don't know if that was true in your episodes. Um, I, I didn't think of either of those, but I, I'm not, I do not remember Full House. I watched it a little bit growing up, but not. A, a lot, but uh, I saw you mentioned on the Twitterverse that you were watching. R.I.P. Uh, Bob week. Saget. That was yeah. that's a bummer, and every single story about him, which nobody likes to speak ill of the dead, but the stories people are telling some people do about him. <laughs> it sounds like he was a very wonderful person. And yeah, I have seen probably every episode of Full House like three to six times. Okay, which. I'm not saying is like the highest level of art by any means, but it's a good comfort show. So yeah, I was pretty bummed to hear place. about Bob Saget. Yeah, it's always nice to hear that like a person was actually a good person who you like, you know, fill your time with. So yes, yeah, yeah. I didn't really connect it with another show, but a couple. I don't know a couple other episodes I watched. One was a character from Soap coming on the show, Benson. So it's kind of, I I guess it made me think of Frasier in some ways because mm. I knew it was a spinoff and Frasier would have characters from his old, you know, past show, Cheers, come on the show. And some of the ways, I don't know, Frasier being kind of uptight. Frasier's more uppity, whereas Benson is just more smart. (laughs) (laughs) And made me think of that. Some of the silly situations they got in, and Frasier does the same exact thing with 
you know, he made told one lie, and so he has to tell five more. So in the episode where Jessica comes to town, she is having a romantic fling with an ambassador, and the ambassador ends up dying of just a heart attack. And so Benson and her decide no one can know that he died in this hotel room with Jessica. And so they put him on his dead body on a rolly cart and take him outside. People try to talk to him. and It's ridiculous. Sounds like weekend and, at Bernie's. Yeah, exactly that. And then in season one, episode 21, Benson in Love, he falls for a senator and uh, he proposes and she says no. She's like, can we just keep it the same, <laughs> Rory and Logan? And he's <laughs> like, no, I, I know what I want. And uh, so they part ways. Bummer. Well, overall, what did you think of Benson? I liked it. It definitely gave me some laughs, some laugh out louds. And I liked Benson as a character. Yeah, I liked it. And I thought it was, it's always like, media is such a pendulum from like, oh, let's talk about all the taboos to, oh no, don't talk about anything. And so it's like, if you go back to, you know, 10 years, okay, didn't talk about anything, but then 10 years before that, oh my gosh, this is kind of raunchy. And so (laughs) it was just interesting, like some of the jokes that they made that like my childhood, they stopped making, but now we're making again. Mm. So they did talk about race on the show because Benson was like the only black character (laughs) that I saw except for the woman the senator who he Mm -hmm. fell for in my episodes I think that was it and in fact in the pilot he comes in and um, the lady the secretary says oh you must be Benson and he said how do you know and she said well the governor only has appointments with two blacks today like oh my gosh what (laughs) i mean of course we don't refer to people like that now Mm -hmm. don't just call someone a color uh she said but the other person is jesse jackson and i know what he looks like reverend (laughs) jesse jackson and but when he comes into the governor's office the governor assumes that he's jesse jackson oh (laughs) so um interesting That they do, because for, you know, the 2000s, it's like you can't mention anyone's race. But apparently prior to that, we were talking about people's race. So just kind of interesting to see that. And in Soap, it's also dealt with as well with Benson. They talk about race. So, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Did you see that in your episodes or? It was not as on point where he's mistaking him for Jesse Jackson, which... From what I saw of Benson in my episodes, I feel like he'd have a lot of fun with. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He did. But the young boy in the episode where he becomes a father figure to him, that boy is African American. That might be the only other African American character I saw, um, mm. unless it was a small part that was like in and out so quickly that they were. Um, Not as memorable as the main cast. So, but that was the only significant role that I remember. But I do feel like they, 
there were a couple jokes about race here and there. Mm -hmm. And I was, like you said, a little surprised because I feel like at other points in TV history, they would not have made those jokes. And maybe it's just because you and I, for the show, watch TV so all over the place. My perspective Mm -hmm. on, like, like, you know, we watch Lucy and Ricky sleep in different beds, you know? Yeah. And obviously that was 20 or 30 years before Benson, Mm -hmm. you know, when it was... um, a huge deal that Lucy wanted to have her real life husband who was not white play Mm -hmm. her husband on TV and TV executives were saying, we don't think people will believe you're married to a Cuban American. So, but that was actually like 20 or 30 years before Benson. And so the way they talk about race is different. And then, but in my mind, because we're watching this all for references on Gilmore Girls, the like time compression, I get a little Mm -hmm. mixed up on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, this was in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. uh, 79 to 86. So mostly the 80s. Yeah. And Soap, what what this show was based off of, got canceled because of the what do they call it the moral majority so it was just saying the show is immoral take get rid of it so we started into the 80s when it got really conservative and then um i would say that lasted until like probably the 2000s but even then you know conservative on something still and less on other things so maybe less conservative when it comes to sex but still like race was kind of brushed aside Mm. and i have not watched soap so you will have to fill me in on that yeah well we've been mentioning it so much maybe i'll just go ahead and talk about it for more context (laughs) um i did read that uh robert gyame said in interviews that he liked benson on soap better than benson on benson which is kind of funny oh really? but yeah they softened benson's character a little bit since he was the lead character Mm. so they felt like he needs to be loved by everyone since he's the lead now and he wasn't more snarky on soap okay but it wasn't like such a dramatic difference that i was like who is this new benson so it still felt like the same character he was pretty snarky like he had retorts for everybody and it was even to the governor sometimes but more to the people Mm -hmm. he didn't like like um kraus the cook or Mm -hmm. um indicott that guy the chief of staff indicott the third who was very uptight Oh, yeah, he was. So he definitely had quips. Uh, so in in Soap, he's working for Jessica Tate's family. And oh, my word. So Soap is like a parody of soap operas. It's just like exaggerated. Every scene, like I just kind of jumped in. What did I watch? I watched season one, episodes 12 and 13. Immediately, everyone is cheating on everyone. Everyone's <laughs> having an affair. That's funny. <laughs> Like, this guy was having an affair with a married woman, and he's married, but then he was also having an affair with another woman who's also married. So that went on and on. And then the guy who's having all these affairs gets killed. And so in the next episode, the police comes in, and what I said about Goofy Names, the uh, police, he's chief, what is it, Piddle? (laughs) And so they, like, make jokes about that. Billy Crystal does. And he just declares, everyone's a suspect. You're the ninth suspect. You're the tenth suspect. Everyone's a suspect. And yeah, in the show, Billy Crystal 
is gay and that's like feels like what there was a gay lead on a show in the 70s what i think i read it was one of the first gay characters um on i know we talked about one of the first gay characters on primetime in dynasty when we covered that show mm, okay. but maybe he was the first um there was a first for Dynasty and there was a first for Soap. And I can't honestly okay. <laughs> remember what the distinction was. But needless to say, they um, were some of the firsts. Yeah. And then as far as Benson being a character, the cop goes over to him and he says, and you're a suspect. And he's listed all these ridiculous reasons for why each person in the room is a suspect. And he said, well, what reason do you have for me? And he said, well, because you're black. <laughs> and Benson was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> just ludicrous um but again making jokes about it and different time to be making jokes but just anyways interesting seeing that in the 70s i did read that soap was pretty different for tv at the time and that it was spoofing soap operas and most characters were subversions of stereotypes mm-hmm. and so that's part of why benson Bit on that show because he was an african-american butler but he was not playing it with the traditional like the traditional attitude of somebody yeah. in that role yeah and i mean so, the way that they would have had him speak in a lot of shows at the time he just mm-hmm. spoke like he spoke you know it didn't feel like they were making him talk in an unnatural way or exaggerated i did find a little clip of robert guillaume talking about this with Oprah, and here's what he had to say about that. When I got the role of Benson, I was not the happiest camper. I had reservations because you're serving food, you're serving a family, and you and all that sort of thing, and it thrusts you back in time. It's as though nothing has changed since 1800. But then the more I examined the role and read the script, I figured out a way to take some of the stench off the idea. Benson, please get the chief of police a plate of roast beef. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And I, I began to look at it that way. Hmm. Yeah, well, um, it's always hard because I think about, like, if someone hands you an opportunity and uh, kind of like that reminds me of the role on a soap opera that Chadwick Boseman turned down, but... Mm, I didn't know about uh, that. Michael B. Jordan took the role, and it's because okay. it was a very stereotypical gangster black person on like on this soap opera and so Chadwick Boseman turned down Michael B. Jordan accepted it and it's like that whole someone hands you an opportunity it's it's hard to I don't know I can't really fault people for accepting you know even though there's some reservations but I'm glad that Robert felt like he was able to make it something more I might I'm paraphrasing this quote a little bit But I do remember that Hattie McDaniel, who won an Oscar for playing 
her role in Gone with the Wind, said once that she would rather play a maid on TV or in a movie than be a maid in real life. (laughs) Yeah, see, fair. I totally hear that. You know what, Mary? I think we're cursed. Who? Us. All of us. I think that there is a curse on this family. Well, if there isn't, there should be. (laughs) Soap ran um, for four years, and so Benson, like many spinoffs actually, ran for even longer than the original. Yeah. And I had to do a little research about Robert Guillaume because... I knew nothing about Benson. I knew nothing about Robert Guillaume, even though The Lion King is the first movie I saw in theaters, and I still love that movie. (laughs) Did not know the name of the person who voiced Rafiki, but I did want to give a shout out. He's a St. Louis native, Hala, from my hometown, and he had a long and storied career. He was on TV basically for 50 years. Between those two shows and others and lots of guest star appearances. So at one time, uh, he was pretty well known. Just it was before you and I were paying attention. (laughs) Um, He also earned a Tony nomination in 1977 for the first all-black version of Guys and Dolls. And he was the first African-American to perform the title character in Phantom of the Opera. So he did theater and was a huge deal. He won a Grammy for reprising his role for Rafiki. He, in a audiobook, he um, won Emmys. So very um, acclaimed career. And he had a, his own show again, the Robert Guillaume show in 1989. But then per our conversation a few minutes ago about interracial relationships apparently it that was one of the reasons the show only lasted one season is there was an interracial romance and people weren't ready for that Hmm. even though it was 40 years after lucy ricky so like you said there's a pendulum people come and go there's a strange woman out there she's after me (laughs) tall blonde that's gretchen kraus the head housekeeper i didn't stop to get her name You! Who? You are leaving muddy tracks all over the place. Well, that's because I got muddy feet. I want your shoes. They'll be too small. So, a few fun facts, if you're interested. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm interested. You know I love fun facts. (laughs) So, the exterior shots of the governor's mansion are actually a private home in Pasadena, right near me. Nice. And uh, I wasn't able to stop by and get photos like I was of Emily and Richard's house from the (laughs) pilot. But uh, I plan to go by there and get some photos. But hopefully the person doesn't come out while I'm taking photos like (laughs) it happened with the Gilmore Girls house and I ran away. Although they probably would have (laughs) talked to me and it would have been fine. But But this home was also used in Beverly Hillbillies TV commercial and in a Columbo episode. Oh, just one more thing. We've talked about. Oh, and an episode in the sixth season of Benson was the first network drum episode to demonstrate the use of the internet. Oh, yeah. hi, Jack. Yeah, so weird. Again, what is what? When was the internet started? I I thought it was the nineties. Who knows? <laughs> 
but it was like a inner it was a prototype used by the US military and government so makes sense as he hmm. was a governor in my mind the internet doesn't count before you've got mail you've got mail yeah yeah that movie's perfect and that's the only reason we needed the internet in 1998 or 90 I need to watch the movie it was based on that just popped up I saw on like HBO Max I think so oh shop around the corner yeah, so I'm, I'm going to watch that. Soon. It's one I try to watch every Christmas. It's a good one. Nice. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Taylor, this is just for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I scrolled through the guest appearance list on Benson. I didn't get through the whole thing. It is extensive on yes. IMDb. But I found a couple people. Cynthia Harris... And Ruta Lee, never seen them in anything else. They were both guest stars on Benson. Uh-huh. They were also guest stars on Murder, She Wrote. Yes! <laughs> There's always so a connection Cynthia's to Angela. Two episodes, Ruta Lee in one. So I love it. That's for you. I love it. Well, I have one fun fact for you as well. Ooh. And this might be less fun for the people who were involved in the show. Benson ended on a cliffhanger. Hmm. So I think only having watched four episodes, <laughs> but from what it sounds like, one of the things that I think was cool about this show is that Benson did not stay in the same role all the way through yeah. the series. He started as a butler in soap, and at the very end of the show, he was running against his former boss, the governor, for governor of the unnamed state. So the show ended on a cliffhanger of not knowing who won, and then it was canceled. And Uh, I could not find a definitive reason for it being canceled. I think it was maybe just ratings had gotten soft, mm -hmm. but I couldn't find anything definitive or 100% 100% credible, so take that with a grain of salt. But there was no, like, fiasco or, you know, some right. major story about it. I think everybody's contracts ended, maybe, you know, I think seven seasons is kind of normal for that, from what I understand. This is conjecture, but there's no dramatic story. <laughs> but they had come up with several scenarios for what would happen right. at the start of season eight, but... um it sounds like the thought was eventually, you know, maybe they're doing recounts, maybe they're doing, you know, to keep you tense and guessing, but eventually Benson was going to be the governor, was the plan. Really? So they wow. were going to hopefully have a new angle on the show where Benson was calling the shots as Very governor, cool. which I think would have been a lot of fun. And I'm that bummed that that did not happen. Yeah, that probably, I wonder if that would have been like too much for change for a show like often happens kind mm-hmm. of like let's do something crazy and then everyone's like this is not the show <laughs> from season one but i wonder how they would have spun it that's really cool yeah and watching him in seasons two and three i can 100 percent see how someone like this would be the governor of a state he is decisive he's a great problem solver also he's just a really fun character so i would mm-hmm. continue to watch him on tv yeah. So should we talk about this fits in the world of Gilmore Girls? Yes, please. So Michelle is at Lorelai's house. And 
he is basically answering the door for Lorelai to make sure Emily can get Rory's things. Mm-hmm. And he says, I am not at the Dragonfly Inn, which I theoretically run when I'm not busy answering doors like Benson. Interesting because Benson does a lot more than open doors. (laughs) So maybe he was referencing Benson on soap. Maybe. However, I do think Michelle is a great person to compare to Benson. Because he doesn't take anybody's crap. He has a snarky comment for everyone. I think Benson at least on the TV show, Benson in the episodes I watched, is more lovable Mm -hmm. than Michelle. Although Michelle has his moments. He grows on you. And I think the point he's trying to make is, I do everything for everyone and I solve everyone's problems. Now, is that true of Michelle? Not really. But does he think it's true? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And Michelle, much like Benson... Very capable. Yes. And not being used to the fullest, their fullest. Because Michelle, you know, he always talks about having a spa at the Dragonfly (laughs) and why can't we add this and do that. And, of course, in the A Year in the Life reboot, he is about to leave because he's like, I want to grow in my career. So, yeah, it really does fit. Yeah, I think that's a great point about him not being used to his full potential, where he's stuck answering a door when we know, and he especially knows, he can do a lot more. Yeah. So, Taylor? So, Kyla? That's our show? That's our show! Welcome to season six! It has begun again. Yes. Well, if you have thoughts on season six, if you have thoughts on Benson, please feel free to shoot us an email at show at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, so it's a show, Instagram, so it's a show, <laughs> Tumblr, so it's a show podcast.tumblr.com. A little different there. Yeah. Sign up for our newsletter, and which you can find a link for in our show notes. And we just like to send you fun little gifts and content in addition to info from the episodes we're covering. Mm-hmm. Lots of goodies there. So thanks for patiently waiting for us. Hope you had a great holiday season. Welcome to season six. Till next time, here's a teaser for our next step. Bye. That's the right name for those flashlight things. And Jedi powers of mind control, and they can move things so they're telekinetic. And they hover on their jet saucers over molten lava, and they can jump and fly around like they're in Cirque du Soleil. Ah, coffee, please. But what gives one Jedi Knight the edge over the other? How the ultimate advantage? They stand on a mound of dirt and declare, you can't win, I've got the high ground. Dude, if he said it, that's the way it is. It's a fictional world. He's four feet up a little slope, and that wipes out all the other guy's powers to fly, jump around, move things around with his brain, use his flashlight thingy. You've got to learn the right term for that flashlight thingy. This has been bugging me. For months. We saw that movie months ago. You've got to let it go. I can't. George Lucas owns San Francisco now. That's a city. You can't argue with a man who owns a city. All the other guy has to do is scurry onto land and run up a hill a bit, and then he has the high ground. I mean, they can fly jet pods, but they can't scurry. Go on. 
on a website or something, okay? Because there are thousands, no, millions of your kind out there debating all the minutia of not just this Star Wars movie, but every Star Wars movie. You dragged me to see these movies. No, you wanted to see that movie. So I can't critique it because I wanted to see it? That's how it works. What about Bewitched? Okay, I'm sorry. They screwed up Bewitched. Nicole Kidman, good choice, but that concept? You should go on a website. No, but Bewitched is iconic. Dr. Bombay, Larry Tate. There was no Larry Tate. Hey, let it go. We saw this months ago. This is different. You can't have Bewitched without Larry Tate. Here's your coffee. So should we stop going to movies? We should stop caring.